from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 326. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. <laughs> Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you? I'm good, Brad Dowdy. I'm very good. Mm. I'm happy to talk to you. Oh, yeah? Why are, why are you so happy? I mean, in general, I mean, you should be happy to talk to me just because I'm because a very talkable to guy, but just it a... seems like a little over overboard today. I'm in a I'm in a real pen. I'm just in a real pen mode right now. I'm mm-hmm. just really like significantly deep within sailor country. Like it, you know, it's I'm just <laughs> I'm going f- through a thing right now, which means that lots of deliveries are coming to the house. There's still more on the way. I, I'm just enjoy I'm enjoying pens right now quite significantly. So it makes me happy to talk to you. Isn't it funny how it goes in cycles like that? I don't know what it is. I mean, I know for me, obviously, money is a thing, right? Where like, right, right. you know, I don't want to spend all this money all the time, but I was able to, I was very lucky, I was able to spend a little bit of extra money on some stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely, you know, for me, it's like, if I can afford stuff, then I'm really mm-hmm. super into it, you know? Right, right. So uh, yeah. my brain allows it. Yeah, so I tend to get like wiped out after a pen show. It's like... No more. Like I'm done. I need like I need a break. Right. That was a mm-hmm. overwhelming just stuff and money and too much and enough. And then you know you give it a few months. And being the pen addicts that we are, there's always something new on the horizon. So, where are we at with the Sailor Museum that you're currently curating? As we mentioned last week. All right. So my bong box orangello shipped today. Okay. I got the shipping notice for that. So that's on the way. Now, if you remember, I had three sailor pens from Pensachi, right? <laughs> Two of these are stuck in customs. at In the UK customs. In the UK. Okay. And they've been there for a week, and I haven't received any letters yet, because that's what they send you a letter so you can pay the fees. They've been there mm-hmm. a week now, and I haven't got the letter, which really annoys me. It annoys mm-hmm. me because they're then going to charge me a processing fee, but it's taken them a week to send a letter. I don't understand sure. why I can't just click a button on the tracking information and pay to customs, right? Like, I just don't mm-hmm. get it. I don't get it. It annoys me. But yeah. one of them arrived today because Pensachi actually shipped them in two discrete packages. I don't know why they did that, but I'm happy that they did do it because now I have one of them. So the pen that arrived today is the... So I did a little bit of research, right? Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. the Nagasawa Tarumi Apricot, which they call the Beside. So okay. Nagasawa, I they're like a they're a stationary company, right? I believe, right? Like they do like paper and ink and stuff mostly. I think um, I had to do a little bit of research because I didn't really know too much about this. So when they work with Sailor, they rebrand the Pro Gear Slim as the Beside. Mm-hmm. So Sailor call it the Sapporo, right? I think that's like the name of the model. But they call it the Beside, and they changed the branding on it and everything. So the the little ring that goes around the cap says Nagasawa pen style around it. Oh, interesting. And the nib has this really cool detail on it where it's like this, like there's like some mark and it says Kobe, and then it says Sailor underneath. It's really nice. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes to calligraphynut.com. They have one mm-hmm. of these and took much better pictures than I ever could. Um, so yeah, this is this is a really interesting one. It's a rooster, actually, is the is the little mark. Um, and the pen itself, this I didn't know this until it arrived, because I couldn't tell from the pictures. It's difficult to see. It has a kind of shimmery glitter in the body. Like it's very discreet. Interesting. 
Um, but I like this pen because it is orange, but it is mm-hmm. an orange unlike any that I have. It's like a really muted color. Um, like peach is, or apricot, sorry. Apricot is a good mm. way to describe it. Mm-hmm. It's way more It's way more muted, and it looks really interesting next to my other orange uh, sailors. So that's the one that I have right now. Um, obviously, I love it. Uh, I like. I've really come. I've really grown to love the Pro Gear Slim, um, mm-hmm. as well as just the Pro Gear. Like at first, I was a little bit. I'm not so sure about the Slim, but I've really come to love the Pro Gear Slim, which is good. It's a super because functional. Now I have pen, like yeah. four of them. Yeah, it's a great. It's a great writer. It's great looking. It's very portable. It's small. It's slim. You can take it anywhere. Pack it in anything, and you know you're gonna have an awesome pen with you. I think this one that you got, the Apricot, was the one that listeners were. I got the most comments on from the listeners. They're like, like, I want to see the purple one. Like, I want you to get that one and tell me how that is. But I got more <laughs> feedback. <laughs> I got more feedback on the apricot one. It's like, oh, that one looks really interesting. So very cool. I'm glad but you like it. What nib, what nibs on this one? It is a medium. Okay, cool. Perfect. But there is an important piece of follow-up that goes along with this. Hmm. This was a successful delivery from Pensachi. Yes, Right, and the yes. other two pens they ship them right, so th- they're there essentially. Exactly. So you know, this was just a thing where it was like, okay, we weren't sure because neither of us had had a received product from this company before, mm-hmm. but I can now say that it works. So you know, always approach anything with caution if you're not right. familiar with the company. But I can now attest to the fact that the process was mostly fine. It was a little slow, but they were communicative. Mm-hmm. And I have I have one of the pens, and they've done their job with the other two, and now it's just up to Customs and Parcel Force in the UK to get it to me. So right. if you see anything, I'm just going to say, right, like I really do believe, I know I got a lot of pens, but I feel like I got really good deals with them. Like, Oh, yeah. The prices are, are very good, I think. Um, so, you know, like this, this uh, apricot was £145, right. which... You know, I, I don't think it's too bad for a pro gear just in general, let alone something that has some, some interesting character to it. So, Yeah, the normal limited editions are around that price anyways. Yeah. So, so. it's totally fair. And yep. just, you know, for the listeners, just if you think that we're done with this, um, you have another thing coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Mike we don't and I are say too we're much, working on something. Like, we yeah, want to see if it works. We've done we'll, something uh, a, a little bit wild. Um, yeah. But we don't want to say scary. anything in case we look like fools at the end of it. So <laughs> well, that's not hard. <laughs> we'll, follow, we'll follow up later on. But there's yeah. there's but something. Hey, you still got something th- you still have three more pins from this delivery. Uh, yeah. Not to mention our other uh, ridiculousness. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so oh, yeah, Tony not, in the chat room is 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 asking, and this is probably worth just mentioning. Are we doing a collaboration with Sailor? No, but oh, Sailor, God, no. call me. Please, yeah, we could make the greatest pro gear of all time. The three of us, yeah. you know, come on, You've just got give my us number. a call. Give us a call. Yep. Oh god, would yep. I love to make a pro gear? Mm-hmm. Damn. You know who needs to give us a call? Mike as pilot. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've heard. It was their hundredth anniversary this year. Did Wait, you hear really? about that? No, I had yeah. no idea because it's like it's not been celebrated. <laughs> um, this might be the end of the line for this topic I think because I think. Now. I think we might be done. Like, yeah, I, I guess we're so. still holding out to for an October 1st possible theory announcement that something might be coming up. But we got 
a got word. I saw it from Goldspot, and I think it was out some other places. Yeah, but there is going to be a hundred year anniversary limited edition Pilot Roshizuku ink. Yeah, um, it looks real pretty. My initial question when I read this was when. And so I reached out to Goldspot, and they said March of 2019, and I'm what like, is, "What is that?" Okay, about? I think um, I think the reason is the inks are the same ones that they've got in that mega set. I think, yeah, right. So yeah. I expect they want to leave some time for the mega set. But it, it, explain explain this to me because it I, it looks like they're selling all of them. It's not just one ink, right? So the, you got the big 50 milliliter Orochizuku bottle is going to be one thing, and then you're mm-hmm. going to have a set of the mini bottles, the Seven Gods mini bottles, as a separate thing. So it's really two. They ink look great additions. They I mean, look it's awesome hard to tell, I mean, but they look really cool. So like, okay, yeah. like I'm happy about that. I would have preferred to maybe get my hands on them in November instead of March, but. This well, people are actually you know. saying November. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I wanted to bring that up is when I found out and Goldspot, mm. let me check, and Goldspot came back and they said it's March, and then immediately other people were saying, no, we've heard November. So I, what, I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, I want the ink, like, I'm I'm in. Like, count me in. I, the ink looks, the big bottle, it looks orange, cognac-y, Sazeracy. Like, this is my color, right? This is sure. this is me all over it. So I want that bottle of ink. I just don't know when. I don't know how many. I don't know how much. I don't know anything, which has been the story of Pilot's 100th anniversary. I know nothing. So. I mean, look, okay. and again, it's just like, I'm just going to accept it. I mean, I can't. I can't just keep getting frustrated about this. You know what I mean? I'm so not I'm frustrated. Con- I mean, the pins are, are fine. I mean, right? We are a little bit frustrated. Yeah, like, we've been okay. talking about it a bunch, but it's just like, at this point, I'm like, all right, like, that's something, I guess, you know? But I would prefer well, I just, more. I just want to participate. I would like to participate, Pilot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a huge fan, Pilot. Like, if my favorite band did, a like, a reunion tour and was on tour nearby, I'd want to go see it, right? This is mm-hmm. like... A special event and i'd like to participate because i'm a fan of the brand and maybe i'll get some ink i don't know whatever so as i was digging around on this pilot thing i found something else which had not crossed my radar until yesterday or the day before and that's the release of the pilot explorer fountain pen I have thoughts on this. I wanted to know what you think first um, before I go off on a diatribe <laughs> about what this, what what's happening here. Do you uh, do you even have thoughts? Because I could see the possibility of no thoughts on this. My thoughts are like, you drop the ball, pilot. Right, mm. you're selling an entry fountain pen for twenty three dollars and sixty, which is not good looking compared to something like the Lamy Safari, right? Or the or even the Pilot Metropolitan. Right. But then you've got companies like Twisby who are innovating at this price range. So this is like this is junk. Like who's going to like this is like the pen that gets put in staples, right? Like it's Yes. You know, 100%. but I I feel like whilst I understand why Pilot would make that, they already make a really good pen for this price range why have they made an uninspiring pen in a bunch of colors Mm -hmm. you may as well just do a special edition line of the pilot metropolitan in these colors like i don't i don't know why this pen exists it doesn't make sense to me good job by you mikey um i don't know what's happening here 
the I'll go it a, a little bit further. The Metropolitan is an exceptional pen. I think we all agree on that. It's like you know has been for many many years. Like this is the pen you recommend to somebody who's new, and and that it, it still holds that. It still holds a very strong mm-hmm. argument, like in that point price point, right? Like I mean, right now right. I lean more towards the Twisby, but it comes with an additional sure. requirement for ink, right? But but, but the Metropolitan, right? Like that we had them in our household. Like it's. It's a great pen, and this one, mm. I just don't, I just don't get it. Yeah, this seems kind of phoned in a little bit. I have, I have some traditionalist issues with mm-hmm. it based on my pen upbringing. Number one, they stole the porthole from the Pilot Precise, right? They're making it look. That's what makes me think this is going straight to the store shelf, like you said. You know, going to Target or Walmart or Staples or any of these, because it looks like Pilot's other popular pens in that category. Yeah. Um, which makes me think that, oh, we're trying to sell to this market that's interested in those pens, you know. And for some reason, they believe that the Metropolitan is not the right answer for that, even though it's a much better pen. It's a metal barrel pen. This is a plastic barrel pen. And it's, are these are plastic? You know, 30%, 40% more. Yeah. Huh. Because they, look, I, they look metal, right, in the pictures. I believe you, but. Um, but they look like they're shinyish, you know. Yeah, PVC, PVC. Yeah, but is it the oh, way they're no. shot is interesting. Yeah. yeah, so it's a metallic finish, but I believe it's a plastic barrel. Right. Okay. I could be wrong. Okay. I could be wrong, but I think that's what I read. That's what it says, featuring a stylish premium matte metallic finish. That's what yeah. this uh, the, the gold spot entry says. My biggest issue, Mike, is the name. So, there is an old pen. That was one of the greatest pens ever made, hmm. and it's called the Pilot Explorer. And I have a review from, I don't know, five years ago, four, three, four years ago on the blog. And if you pull up this review, you never see this pen was stopped. They stopped making this pen probably 10 or 15 years ago. I've had people search around the world. Um, I've got a, I got a box of a dozen of them from like Finland or somewhere that someone sent me that they found in a shop years and years and years ago. It was one of the most popular, one of the most famous Pilot pens that's ever made and this fountain pen has stolen its name and it doesn't relate to it at all <laughs> that makes me like unbelievably upset mike because i want the explorer to come back as the explorer it's this really weird rollerball knock clicky pen that looks like you know looks like it was made in the 80s or 90s for like the future world right it's a weird looking pen but it was amazing and everyone loved it and they stole the name of it, Mike, and I'm upset. Like, I, I call this, I don't know, call this something else, just not the Explorer. Like, because it has nothing to do with the Explorer. They've stolen the Explorer name. They've stolen the precise porthole. They've stolen a price point that is ineffective when you have a superior pen that's 30 to 40% cheaper. I don't know what's happening here. Um, that said, I'm sure I'm going to get one and test it out, and Pilot's nibs are great. I'm sure it'll be fine. It just doesn't compete where it's at. So I don't know. We'll see what happens here, but I'm super confused on why this pen exists. Doesn't make sense. Nope. All right, should we take a break? And we can move to yes. some, some more exciting things that make us happy. New releases that make us happy. <laughs> some of the new releases we're not, that make us grumpy. We're not mad. Grumpy. We're confused. Grumpy. Yeah, I'm confused, grumpy. Mike. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Harry's decided when the, when the company was set up, it was done out of the purpose of trying to make overpriced razors 
a thing of the past. Nobody wants to pay high prices for stuff that they don't need, unnecessary features. You don't want all of that junk in your razor. Basically, a great shave comes down to having great blades that are made of sharp, durable steel that lasts. Harriers do this by cutting out... By, by, they did this by getting a factory, actually. They went and bought a factory that's making some of the highest quality blades in the world. They've been doing it for over 95 years. And then they cut out all the unnecessary costs, which allowed them to deliver to you the perfect razor at an amazing price. By selling directly to you over the internet, Harry's can offer their blades at a price much lower than leading brands. You pay just $2 per blade compared to maybe $4 or more. And Harry's back it up with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let Harry's know within 30 days and you'll get a full refund. Now, Brad Dowdy, do you love your shave of mm. Harry's? <laughs> I do love my shave of Harry's. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, Mike always likes me to tell a story about Harry's. I have this very particular story, and I think I'm going to share it with you, Mike. <laughs> so, I have a beard. I don't know if you knew that, right? <clears throat> yes. So, you know, normally you like shave up under around the edge of the beard. Well, I decided that the the depth of my beard was too short like it doesn't extend down my neck far enough so instead of taking you know i'm growing out parts of my beard and instead of taking like clippers to like you know extend this section and trim it up i can just take the harry's razor blades because they're so so sharp and stay hold that sharpness for like Mm -hmm. i don't know for in my case months that i can actually extend my beard down and shape it around my neck just the Harry's razor blade. I don't need anything else. I don't need like the electric trimmers or anything to clean up my beard. So I could just use the Harry's razor blades because it's so sharp and perfect and it retains that edge forever. It's awesome. So go Harry's. Look at you. Staying nice and nice and clean over there, Dowdy. I love it. <laughs> Harry stands behind the quality of their blades, but they know that switching razors isn't an easy decision, so they created a special trial offer for listeners of The Pan Addict. You can get yourself a $13 value trial set that will come with everything that you're going to need for a close, comfortable shave. This includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and that trimmer blade so you can be like Brad, by the way, and a travel blade mm. cover that comes along with the whole package. Join the millions of people who've already switched to Harry's. Go to harrys.com slash penaddict today to redeem your trial set. That's harrys.com slash penaddict. Our thanks to Harry's for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. So I'm very interested, now that you have received the Retro 51 Chilpino, mm-hmm. how you feel it stands up to the rest of your, the other, the other museum room in your house, the Retro 51 room. Um, how does the Chilpino uh, how do you like it? I love it for an unintended reason. Mm. It is heavy. Really? Yes. Interesting. And I, I, I can't tell you why, but it is 100% heavier than my other uh, Retro 51. It's also thicker. So I'm assuming something to hmm. do with the material. Now, this is not being sold as a big shot, but it, I think right. it kind of sits somewhere in between the regular Tornado and the big shots. Interesting. I didn't. Uh, I would not have thought that, but I guess now that you say it, it makes sense. The mat- I guess it's something to do with depth. the material. Yeah, I guess they need some added depth mm-hmm. to have the sh- uh, the shell pieces, you know, uh, stay on there properly and and end up smooth yeah. and lacquering thickness. Oh, interesting. So yeah, so, it's a bit thicker. So I ex- I expect it's one of the reasons this is a more expensive pen because it seems like mm-hmm. that they've kind of created something a little bit different for this one. But, I mean, 
you know, every now and then you come across a pen that can't be photographed. This is one mm-hmm. of them. This is absolutely stunning. The rose gold was the perfect choice. Um, it, mm-hmm. it just does a great job of accenting everything. And, you know, just when the light hits that barrel, my word, some of the colors that come off of this thing, <laughs> it's what you would expect, right? It's anything right. that has that Radon Mother of Pearl, like, look to it. Mm-hmm. Just It's just a, it is a wonderful pen. I'm a huge fan of it. So it's really great. Awesome. Awesome. I want to uh, try it out when I see you. Make sure you bring that Yep. Um, when you head back over to the States in October for our trip, which we'll, I'm sure it. we'll talk about more. We'll talk about more down the line. Um, the next pen I wanted to talk about, we've actually conversed about before, and I bring it up because, one, it's now hitting wider release, and that's the Kaveco AL Sport Night Limited Edition. The Batman pen. Yeah, the completely blacked out sport. And it was on Most Wanted Pens, which is essentially the uh, Kaveco Labs is pretty much what I call it. Yep. That's where they end up uh, testing things out, new products. And it had to be on there, what, six months ago? I didn't look back when we talked about oh, it, but we definitely did. It was a while ago. ago. Yeah. Um, that's also where we saw the um, you know, the Apple Pencil sleeve, right? That's where we saw that first. So the, the Kaveco Labs has now decided that this is a go and it's hitting it's hitting the the market to all your favorite you know Kaveco retailers and things like that. So I just wanted to throw that out there for people who are interested in it. Um, I'll put my word out it. I'm gonna pass on this one, Mike. Um, it looks like a Brad pen. I just don't think I would use it more than some of the other ones I have, and that's kind of you know like one of the main buying you know tenants that I live by is I'm not going to spend the money if I'm not going to use it. And I don't think I would use this more than some of the other sports that I have. Like I like the stainless steel a lot better, you know, just in style. Also, I have a little bit of trouble with black coated nibs. I tend not to like them as much. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know if that's just like some, you know, placebo effect thing, right? Where I'm just making it up in my head. But I tend to not enjoy the performance of the black coated nibs. And like I said, that could just be me making something up, but not going to buy it. Uh, it looks awesome, though. It's super cool looking. And uh, I, it'll obviously do really, really well. So uh, I just wanted to bring that up because I think a lot of people were probably looking for it outside of uh, ordering it from Most Wanted. Um, and you can see uh, Mike Dudek did order it from Most Wanted. That's a totally a Dudek pen. So he has a good review on it over there. On the other side of the ledger, Mike, something I'm absolutely buying is the new CW Pencil Enterprises baseball <laughs> scoring pencil. <laughs> what makes so, a pencil a baseball uh, <laughs> scoring pencil, by the way? <laughs> that it writes. <laughs> yeah, that it has lead. You don't really need a lot to make a great uh, baseball scoring pencil. Because, honestly, the anytime I've scored a baseball game outside of my house i have done i have scored some like in the comfort of my couch but in person it's usually just like a sweaty you know gritty dirty fest (laughs) on your notebook so it doesn't the pencil doesn't really matter but i don't know if you remember back when i don't know march or april when baseball season started we heard from caroline that they were the official scoring pencil of the New York Yankees and it just totally blew our mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like we thought this was the coolest thing ever. They had an ad on the Yankees radio broadcast and you know, baseball sc- scoring has that nostalgia that we all love with our analog tools. So this is one of those things. So 
they've uh, worked with General Pencil Company, designed a scoring pencil, and uh, you know it's baseball themed, white barrel, you know red red imprints, and looks like the little stitching and the box design is really cool. So yeah, this is like it's baseball season's almost over, so I'm sure they're aware of that they probably had some. I think this was like one of the holdups in getting their latest pencil uh, pencil boxes out, um, the subscription boxes. So I think it's been running a little bit behind, but it doesn't matter. Baseball scoring pencils are are will last you a lifetime you know you can always always get those i think it'll be a really fun christmas gift and i'm not going to order them i went yesterday to order them and i was like oh we're gonna be there in like a month month yeah. and a half so i'll just wait i'll just pick mine up when i go there so that'll be something cool to buy when i show up it's just adore CW the box design they did such a good job i am they? like absolutely in love with the box design mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. superb i love it it's wonderful really really great yeah it's got all the classic shapes and colors that you'd mm-hmm. normally see in like it's like a traditional baseball ticket. Um like you can see like a sporting event ticket is kind of how the uh the general um design of it is and it's re- it's exceptional. I mean, it's just really nice. Like great job by Caroline and she was teasing in one of the emails or blog posts or tweets or something that they have a lot more collaborations coming up for the holiday, so I can't wait to see what they have in store. Hopefully they'll have them in store when we show up there. They won't have, Mike, the Mont Blanc M Red Special Edition. Mm. Now, I normally wouldn't put this in there, but I found a couple things interesting. Um, one, that this pen still exists in the world. <laughs> so um, it, beautiful, though. That's it's, why. It's... It's stunning. It's obviously does really well because it's stunning and it's at a price point for Mont Blanc that is much lower than their normal like core lineup of fountain pens like the 149. Yep. You know, it's probably like half the price of that, so it's a great price point for them and it's a unique design. I adore the design. I I love it. I I don't need the red one. If I, I'm still on the fence about getting the black one in the rollerball, like I still huh. kind of want that. I haven't been able to like pull the trigger on the price of that. It'd be like three something, you know. Maybe I can find one cheaper. But I think the design is exceptional. Um, it's not completely functional, like the cap has posting. You know, the cap doesn't post on the back, which it looks like it should. But I bring this up because I found an interesting statement in the description of this product. So it talks about the design by Mark Newson and you know, that the Mont Blanc M red is like the special edition and Mike hold on to your seat. They're going to donate five Euro from each pen to the global fund to fight AIDS. Five Euro, five Euro for each 430 Euro (sighs) pen. Don't five tell euro. people how much you're going to give if it's five euro. <laughs> Where did you find that? I, like, I don't see it on the page. Is it in like the it's video a, It's something? at the end, under the video. <laughs> yeah, so oh, I, there I, it I is. don't know. Yeah, for each purchase, five euro will be donated. I mean, I'm, you know, I appreciate charity. I'm a big charity giver. I donate a lot to charity. And like, I'm glad that Mont Blanc is, you know, doing yeah. this and I donating mean, to well, charity. The red line of products doesn't just give yeah. money. It also raises awareness, which is awesome. Yeah, right. But $5, but this... don't tell people how much it's going to be if it's such a small amount. Well, if, especially if you're Mont Blanc, right? Yes. Like, 
you know, if you're Ticonderoga and you're selling a 12 pack of pencils and you're going to for $12 and $2 is going to go to the global fund. That's awesome. That's yeah, amazing. It needs to be this, a significant this, percentage, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. This falls way flat on it. Anyway, oh. I don't, I don't want to, I just, uh, <laughs> that was just one of those things that caught me like a little off guard because I was like, wait, did it, did oh, they typo bonk. something? You so, like, was there just a typo? So close, right? Like <laughs> so, so close, close. but yes, so far. <laughs> oh well, not oh, a big deal. Mom. But I thought that was uh, interesting <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! All right. I want to flip the script. All right, let's uh, let's stop. Uh, we're gonna stop talking about products so I can talk about more products, Mike. Except this product is one that's causing me a problem, and it's my notebook situation. Okay. So I've talked about notebook storage mm-hmm. as one of the general frustrations that I have. That's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about half-used, partially no- used notebooks, notebooks that I've reviewed that have filled my desk into a point where I don't want to open the desk drawer where they're stored anymore. So this past weekend, I declared notebook bankruptcy at my desk, ripped every partially used notebook out of there because I was completely tired of looking at them. Like I have all these notebooks there with these grand plans of, well, after I review them, I obviously enjoy them and I want to keep using them because I don't want to be wasteful and they're nice paper and nice to use and a cool style and things that I like. And then it goes into the stash and then the stash keeps growing every week because there's another new notebook and at some point, I just, like, I hated opening the drawer. I'd open the drawer, look at this stack of notebooks. There's probably about 15 notebooks. And I'd just shake my head, and I'd shut the drawer back. <laughs> and I'd go, I'd just been using, like, one notebook, um, you know, during this time for the most part. And it was, it's been a super frustrating thing. So I said, screw it, and emptied the drawer. I saved one notebook out of that whole thing that I use regularly. So what um, what, what kind just, of notebooks were in the drawer? Were they stuff that you that had been sent to you, stuff you'd bought, or was it like yeah. just a complete mix of everything? Both, both okay. stuff that had been. I'd say majority stuff that had been sent to me. Some stuff that I bought. All of it was either used for reviews, like paper testing for like inks, um, ink and different pens. So testing on different papers. So a lot of them just have like test pages done, and you know. Um, then they weren't getting used otherwise. And I've like, I know this is like a woe is me problem and this is very like specific and privileged (laughs) problem that I have, but it's like, I just wanted to light it on fire. Like I just wanted them to go because they were making me mad and I don't know what to do with them. I, so I thought about this a little bit. Like, I don't, I don't know that this is, this is obviously not an issue. It's like, this is like the worst first world problem, but it was bugging me. So I figured out, I cleaned them all out. I saved one notebook that out of that entire stack that I actually do use regularly. And just for the record, it's the CW pencils, the little flap jotter that they used, um, like a checklist pad that they used, that they made it with right notepads. It's a really nice uh, pencil notebook. So I use it a lot. Everything else is gone. And I decided that I'm going to go through those notebooks. I'm going to find anything interesting in them. I'm going to cut it out or tear it out, put them in my visual journal that mm. I've been been building. Like anything that I want to keep that I found interesting that I want to keep, I can tear it out and tape it in my visual journal. And then I'm going to take the rest of those notebooks 
and I'm going to essentially cut them all to where they're just loose sheets and have like a stack of paper, right? That way I don't have to commit to the full notebook. I'll just can grab a sheet of something if I want to goof off or if I want to try something or I want to test something where I don't have to commit to the whole notebook. Um, Side topic, this is, and we'll talk about this later. I think this is why I like index cards so much, right? Because they're that stack of sheets of paper that you don't have to commit to. So I clearly have commitment problems. So that doesn't solve the collection of this group of notebooks in my yep. desk. Yep. Because it's going to happen again starting tomorrow, you know, theoretically, Yeah, you're only right? going to get more stuff in the mail. Right. So I don't know how to solve that. I don't know if I'm going about it the right way. I don't know if I'm just being a whiny head, which I'd say that's highly likely. Um, from my personal use, I've only been using two notebooks. Like I use the Knock notebook, the Pocket notebook. That's my favorite. And then I use the Apica CD notebook that I've used for a long time. That's a hardcover A5. And then the Knock is the 3x5 pocket notebook. So like, I'm trying to stick to that. And this is leading into something we're going to talk about later this year when we're talking about our plans for 2019. I'm going to try to stick to like those two things. Like It doesn't have to be those two specific things, but like one pocket notebook, one desk notebook. I still have to review stuff. What am I going to do with the partially used notebooks? And if anyone has any suggestions, I kind of like my ideas and I want to hear more because I've just kind of thought about like, I can't just stick a notebook that has three pages used in the closet to collect dust or heaven forbid, throw it away. But I think if I destroy them a little bit more, I will actually use them more if that makes sense. I don't know. That's the way my brain's thinking right now. Do you have any thoughts? So you're trying to turn them into like tactile things. So right. You're more so like, likely to, to use it. Right. So like I could actually use, say I take um, a write notepads book and a Rhodia book. And these are all small page mm-hmm. notebooks, small, thin, like pocket size or smaller than A5 style notebooks. Take them out, like cut them in half and have individual loose sheets, basically sheets of index cards, if you will, and then just have that stack of paper for things I want to use. And that way it's kind of mixed up. I get the pleasure of using something different because there'll right. be lots of different pa- papers in this stack. And I would also be using it on top of that, even though I wouldn't be using it in the traditional sense as a singular entity, right? So I don't know. Interesting. I'm having trouble with it. Yeah, I wish I had uh, an answer for you because I have like two huge drawers full of notebooks that I'm never yeah. ever, I just know I'm never going to use them. And at yeah. some point I need to do something about it. Right. I actually just shipped off some notebooks to a friend, you know, mm-hmm. like I need to do that more. I've like, done some of that too. The unused stuff I'm okay with because I'll just, you know, find a use for it or give it away. Like I'm actually okay with stacks of unused stuff. I'll figure out something with that. Well, it's the partially used stuff that's kicking okay. my butt. Something you could do. I mean, this is really just inefficient. But like, mm-hmm. if you have a book that you know you want to give away, or whatever, mm-hmm. like it's you know you're not going to want it, you want to give it away. What you use in it, you could just make that dedicated to the person that you're giving it to. So when they <laughs> receive it, you they don't you don't have to cut it out or whatever. Like it just arrives and it's just got that in there and it's for them. Right. Right. But that's yeah. super artisanal. <laughs> super artisanal you know me anyway this is like this is like the epitome of 
the first world stationary problems. Like, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, I got for free or, you know, you know, just used. And I, I don't know. I guess I have some guilt on seeing unused notebooks that have been started, you know, like I'm totally cool with unused notebooks that are brand new and still packaged or never been touched. I can deal with that, but it's the partials that are just driving me bonkers at my desk recently. So my desk is a mess again. Oh, get so frustrated. Yeah, I understand. Take a break. Yes. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace because they will let you easily create a website for your next idea or project. You can grab a unique domain name, take advantage of award-winning templates, and be safe in the knowledge that there's 24-7 customer support in case you need it. Whether you want to create an online store, a portfolio, a site for your business, a site for your restaurant, a site for your band, maybe something for an upcoming event like a wedding, or you just want to create a blog. It doesn't matter what type of website you want to make. Squarespace have the tools to help you do it. It's an all-in-one platform. Everything's drag and drop and wonderfully customizable. And there's nothing to install or patch or upgrade. They take care of all of that stuff so you don't have to. You can sign up for a trial today. Just go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can play around with everything there, which is super simple to do. And their plans start at just $12 a month when you decide you want to sign up. Uh, just go to square say go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and use the offer code penaddict to check out. This will get you ten percent of your first purchase of a website or domain and show you support for this show. Once more, that's squarespace.com slash penaddict and a code pen code penaddict for ten percent of your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their continued support of this show. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Did you know on the Squarespace commerce platform you can schedule a launch of a product? Didn't know that. So I, yep. So we do that at Knock, and we have the Hightower back in stock, the Coffee and Violet Hightower. And tomorrow, I think tomorrow, like say for example, say maybe tomorrow, <laughs> if I wanted to launch it at 10 a.m., I can build out my product, mm-hmm. have it inventoried and skewed and photographed and, you know, everything set up and click the button and say, at 10 o'clock, make this product live. So that's pretty cool. Hashtag features. Shout out before we get to the other hashtag we do, hashtag STPA. Got a shout out to the Melbourne Pen Show. So uh, we shout them out every year. They always do such a good job. And they are having the site be slow <laughs> coming up. There it so is. The Malvin Town Hall in Glen Ferry mm-hmm. Road, Malvin, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on the 25th of November, 2018. The admission is $10, but it's free for students under 18. So they have lots of pictures from last year's show. It looks like a fun event. I have always gotten some really good uh, stories from people emailing me that they've attended the show. And I know some of my Australian friends will post on their blogs about going to the show. So, yeah, if you are in the area, which you should be, I mean, it's Australia. Who doesn't want to be in the area? So head to Melbourne on November 25th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Be there. Come to Melbourne. Fly right. us out. <laughs> That's right. We're there. <laughs> let, me, let me check my calendar. <laughs> All right. We have some digital ass TPA, Mike, in that we received them on the Twitter machine. But after these, we have the special edition of P.O. Box handwritten letter mm. as TPA. So let's see what uh, let's see what the digital version has for us first. Shawnee Be Good asks, hypothetical. Montegrappa has called you up and asked you to help design a pen. Your name will not be associated with the pen. This is that's, that's a key point, Mike. What kind of insanity do you make? 
you go first because I still don't have an answer for this. And I've been thinking about this since yesterday. I've been into building gaming PCs, right? I built mm-hmm. a gaming PC. I'm into gaming PCs now. One of the main fo- features of a gaming PC, it seems, is uh, LEDs, like <laughs> RGB LEDs. <laughs> okay. I would want to make a pen that like lights up and flashes and changes colors and stuff like that. And I feel like Monte Grappa would be the company that would allow me to do that. Mm. Yeah, I, I could see that happen. I mean, Monte Grappa, like some of the pens that I've handled from them in the past year or two, and like there's a particular one that they have not shown yet that I've seen and several other people have seen. It's like, I don't know how it can get crazier than what they're, what they've done. And that's been, I'd, like I said, I want to do something like very colorful and wild, but like they did the the rainbow pen like a year ago or two years ago. That was just stunning. Um, I'm I'm having a like a huge huge problem with this. Like I would probably do something maybe like uh, sneaker wise, you know, just something mm. wild, like on the you know for the for the sneaker heads and have everything from like the fabric materials from different types of fabric and leather to laces and rubber soles. And it would just be this, you know, this ridiculous looking sneaker, sneaker pimp shoe, uh, pen that, uh, I don't know. They could probably pull something off like that pretty you may, well. You I may think. have just found your next retro 51s. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. We could do that. Um, all right. Curtis Davis Esquire says can you talk about the 1911 standard versus the pro gear slim and how the size compares i love my 1911 large but think the pro gear slim is too small i'm trying to decide if the 1911 standard may be too small as well um Hmm. it's pretty much the so the pro gear slim and the 1911 standard are generally the same size Uh, like in the section and barrel next to each other right now and mm-hmm. they are so if you line up like the strip around the cap right that has the mm-hmm. sailor logo on it's kind mm-hmm. of funny that they're exactly the same like everything mm-hmm. is exactly the same all the markings are in the mm-hmm. same place the literal mm-hmm. only difference is like the cone on the 911 that cone shape the finial on each end right, right? it's just a little right. bit larger but they are about as thick as each other like if your problem is thickness that's going to be you're not going to like it, right? Because they're the same thickness. And honestly, the size difference, you wouldn't notice it. Yeah, and the same goes for the larger size, right? I don't... They've they've confused it by naming... They've confused it by naming them this way, but the regular Pro Gear, which is the large, and the 1911 large are also generally the same size, right? They use the same size nibs, same size section, same barrel diameter, have different ends, you know, flat finials instead of rounded cone finials, you know. So if the Pro Gear Slim is too small, the 1911 standard's probably going to be too small. I actually, I am shocked to hear myself say this. I think I like the 1911 standard more, maybe because it ha- gives you that illusion of length, even though I own more Pro Gear Slims than I do 1911 standards. But the I was surprised how changed, much I changed enjoyed my mind. The, the 1911 standard. Yep, like same here. Uh, because in general, I find the Pro Gears to be more visually attractive than the 1911. I, I tend not to like the shape, but I have the Tangerine because because like come on, right? The color, right? right? But um, the it, it's very, it's a very comfortable pen to hold, and, and I think it's like part of the reason I like the Pro Gear Slim so much now. I think is because I like my 1911 so much, right? So right, um, that. 
I would say they're small, right? Like they are small. Yes. But mm-hmm. they're not tiny, you know? Um, but this is a difficult one. I think I think you would need to tr- to try it, I think, if you're yeah. really concerned about it. There's a de- there's a pretty big difference between the two size pins, so yeah. But you and I are on the same page that the for some reason getting that tangerine one in our hands kind of changed our our perspective a little bit on on those two products. So All right, Mike, you ready for this? You don't have the notes because these are physical paper ass TPA and I'll, I'll I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance. I've had these for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of these yep. since uh, there's one from June, one from July, and one from August. So I picked out some of the letters. This first one is the most recent one. It's from Alex in the Netherlands. And it is one, two, three pages long. I'm not going to read the entirety of it, but I'm going to read the meat and potatoes, Mike, because he did his own draft. So he's heard our drafts about school supplies and the the office supplies is what got him to write this letter because he's a consultant. So he needs a traveling desk kit, right? So he was, uh, he was very confused at us for enjoying a stapler, um, that he would never take around to from office to office as he consults. He's like, I would never pick a stapler stapler. So let me tell you some of the things that I would use. And number one is the bag he uses it in is the Lihit Lab Tefa bag and bag A4. Like we talk about that all the time, right? Like that's kind of the go-to bag for a lot of stationary people who are not stationary. See what I did there. Nice, nice, very clever. First one is the Rhodia A4 notebook. Yep. Um, I, I It's perfect, right? I mean, that's his number one draft pick. The Rhodia A4 fits in fits in the bag. And Great paper. I, pref- I Awesome paper and top bound, which I find hugely important in office spaces like any type of office or desk space i want top bound you got to maximize the space you got available to you yep yep so uh and he says it's also good as an improvised coffee cup uh carrying tray so that's a added feature number two and this is why i love alex so much index cards Mm, I can't believe you didn't pick those now. <laughs> well, that's what I was talking about when I was talking about like cutting up the paper and like all these things. Like this is how I use things. I'm actually going to read this section because it's actually even more than an index card. A few years ago, I ordered a handheld embosser with my personal logo, which is this rad fox um, looking thing. So... Then I use blank index cards embossed with my logo for leaving notes for my colleagues. I added one to this letter. So I have an index card in here with the logo embossed on here. It's so good. (laughs) The index cards uh, uh, stand out while remaining subtle. And all the secretaries on my floor uh, know it's mine immediately when I leave a query or request on one. Um, Some of them give me priority because they're so so, so cool. (laughs) They're fancy. Um, In my book, that is $27 well spent on an embosser. So yeah, he has this blank index card and this fox embossed on it. It looks killer on both sides. So um, genius, genius move. Item number three is pen roll with fountain pens. Um, He actually links to a fountain pen roll that I have not looked up yet. It's It's a Dutch pen roll from a Dutch company called Voss Crafts. So I'll have to look that one up. But he needs all of his favorite pens and a range of fountain pens. You know, one serious pen with the blue black ink, other fun inks with fun pens with bright inks and things like that. 
Number four is a few greeting cards and stamps. Since he's consulting and traveling around, he's always writing thank you notes. He does that during the downtime, and notes go a long way. They really do. And thank you for sending this mail to me. Number five is actually the most genius item for someone in his situation. A working whiteboard marker. How many times are you in your office looking for a whiteboard marker? Not just a physical marker, but one that actually works because they seem to either be stolen or out of ink dried or up. smashed, dried out. So he keeps, uh, he always brings around a working whiteboard marker for a consultant. I imagine that's uh, that's a key. So wonderful draft there from Alex. I learned a lot. Alex is my spirit animal, just like the fox on his embossed I think index we've, card. Uh, we've both been out of the office environment for too long. I know, I know. So he's uh, he's set us straight. All right, that's letter number one of three. Number two. Let me bring this out. This one blew my mind All right. when I got to the end of it. So uh, this is from David. David's in Saskatchewan. Says, greetings from Saskatchewan. It was neat to hear you mention our fine province on the podcast. It made your it made you guys feel not so far away. So this is a, a two full page written letter. Very long. And I'm gonna I'm gonna cut right into the meat and potatoes here. Here's my real question. Do you know of any good resources for writing with quill pens? Oh my. I have I have found a couple of videos on how to cut a quill. However, they seem to always focus on cutting the quill for broad-edge calligraphy or only quickly give the way to cut one but nothing else. What I'd really be interested in are tips for cutting different nib types, how to adjust flexibility, how to recut, or other practical guidance. So I'm bringing this up because I don't know. <laughs> you know? I'm pleased you're not asking me. Yeah, no, I have no idea. But this is a great question for the listeners has anyone experimented with this i know in the past we've gotten we've received bamboo um cut pins before i don't have any traditional quill pins so i I have never considered writing with one uh david and because david asks so i'm i'm looking at this letter right and it's beautifully written cursive nice neat looks like you know uh fine nib and i get over to the end of this page written with lamy turquoise ink using a canada goose quill like the handwriting he has on this is as good as anyone's regular cursive writing that you'll ever see it's exceptional i'll send a picture of this i don't want to post it on the on the internets Mm -hmm. uh, necessarily but maybe i can uh maybe i can get part of it out it does under no circumstances what i thought this letter was written with a quill so any quill writers out there, I want to hear from you. Um, let me know what your tips and tricks are, especially if you're doing traditional writing, not uh, calligraphy or you know some really uh, really out there types of letter shapes and things like that, just for traditional writing. So things like that. All right, Mike. This last letter, I can't believe I just opened because I've had it since the 26th of June. And I want to apologize to Ari, who is a nine-year-old listener of the show, Mike. Brad, what have you done? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Wrote us us a letter in pencil. It says, to Pen Addict. It says, hi, Pen Addict. I am Ari, and I'm nine years old. 
I was wondering if you, Mike and Brad, can answer my question, which is, if you ordered an expensive $1,000 fountain pen and it got delivered and you opened the package and it was all messed up, would you be triggered? <laughs> thank yes. you for your thank yes, you for I your time <laughs> thank you for your time bye and he spells he made a point to spell bye b-a-i and then there's a little arrow drawn to it this is how i like saying bye <laughs> so bye b-a-i from Artie. and then he has a drawing i'm guessing of himself it's like a little face guy like a little winky guy it says pen addict and pens rule so You're so right all right what an amazing letter. I can't believe I didn't open this earlier. And uh, what was your answer on this? Would you would you be triggered or very yeah, mad, Mike? I would be <laughs> triggered. Yeah, I would. Yeah. That would trigger it, me. <laughs> I would be upset, Ari. I would definitely be upset if I... Let's let's go through this. If I ordered a Nakaya, because if I'm spending that kind of money, let's just be honest, uh, mm-hmm. that's what I'm buying. I'm not buying the Monograppa Chaos Pen. Let's say I buy a Nakaya. And it costs like twelve hundred dollars. Because if the chaos pen arrived, how would you know it was yeah. even messed up? <laughs> if I arrived, if that pen arrived and something happened in transit, I would be very upset. Like my face would probably turn red, and I would start pacing, and I'd be going, "Oh my gosh, this was like a one of a kind type." of pen even though i know it's not but i would feel that way because mm-hmm. it would be that important to me i would be very upset already so i hope this does not happen to me or mike or you in the future because you're going to be an awesome pen addict when you're going to get older so when you we're going to be doing this podcast you know 10 or 20 years from now i want you when you buy your first thousand dollar pen because i know it's going to happen and it gets delivered and it turns out beautifully, I want you to write me a letter with that pen and say, hey, I did it, and it came in awesome, and I wasn't triggered. So thank you, Ari. <laughs> I'm so glad you listened to the show. You can write me anytime, and I promise I'll read them uh, more frequently than two months from when you send it. So <laughs> thank you, Ari. I appreciate it. I'm so sorry. I'm very sorry it took so long. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thank you. So, the question was awesome, though. question was awesome, and... uh just beautiful letter. Thank you so much. I'm just excited. So very cool. That's it, Mike. That was all, all the right. uh, Ask TPA mail. You can send it to me at P.O. Box 343, Bolingbroke, Georgia, something, something zip code. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> it's work. On my, it's on my contact page. Oh, all look, right. I have it right here. 31004. All right. Do you want to give that address one more go in its entirety? The Pen Addict, P.O. Box 343, Bolingbroke, B-O-L-I-N-G-B-R-O-K-E, Georgia, 31004. Good work. If you want to find uh, that and much more, you can go to penaddict.com and you can find all of Brad's work there. You've still got to go. you got to go to twitch.tv slash penaddict and hit that follow button so you'll know when Brad is streaming live. You got any streams planned this week? Uh, probably Thursday. We'll go. We'll we'll get something uh, spun up for tomorrow. So I don't have the details yet, but we'll figure it out. I got a writing box to talk about, so we'll probably oh. talk. We'll probably load up the Galen oh. leather writing, the writing box. It's fancy. Brad is on Twitter. He's at Dowdyism, and he's a pen addict on Instagram. I would like you to follow me on Instagram. I'm trying to use Instagram more. So if you want to see what I'm doing there, I might. My wife has noticed that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mike's on again. Just kidding. (laughs) 
Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's incredible. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Squarespace and Harry's for the support of the show. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>